Welcome back. Welcome to Phenomenal Flicks. Today I'm reviewing two films from the Welcome to Blumhouse section on Amazon Prime. Movies that dropped earlier this month in October. There's actually four in total, two which dropped on October 16th and two which dropped on October 13th. However, I'm going to review the first two. The first being The Lie, which stars Peter Sarsgaard, Joey King, and I believe her name is pronounced Marielle Inos. And it is a psychological thriller about a young woman who is led to, or her parents are led to believe, rather, that she killed her friend and then the police and her father come asking for details. Now, this film was actually originally titled Between the Earth and the Sky, and I think while that doesn't really correlate with the plot of the movie too much, it's a much better name than The Lie. And of course, I'm not going to get into spoilers here. I, I never do that on my you know brand new movie releases unless I give a spoiler warning like I did with Annabellum. However, this movie is pretty much what the title says, a straight-up lie. It pretends to be a horror movie, and it pretends to have a lot of plot points that do not really matter nearly as much. And you are led to believe through the trailer and through the synopsis that this is going to be somewhat, not of a game-changer per se, but a movie that's going to keep you guessing throughout all of it. And if you've seen a movie like this before, then you've seen this movie. It is, like I said, kind of a lie. Now, let me start off with the positives. I always like to start off with positives right off the bat. And I think that this movie is shot incredibly well. Some of the scope of it, especially the contrast of the light bouncing off of the snow because it takes place I believe in Colorado if I'm not make, if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong on that however it's it's shot in a place where it is currently winter and there is snow everywhere so if you've ever lived in a place with a lot of snow when it's actually sunny out but there's a lot of snow on the ground the light is just vibrant and it kind of hurts your eyes in a sort of way but it makes it seem very realistic in this film I also really like Peter Sarsgaard's performance. I think as a troubled father who is, of course, divorced from his wife, but they are still trying to figure out their teenage daughter. He plays a very troubled man who someone is trying to figure out his own life while also figuring out his daughter's. And I think Marielle Inos is great as Rebecca, the mother, as well. Someone who has her career locked down, someone who doesn't have to worry about what she is doing in her personal life, however, also worries about her daughter's well-being. I am not a fan of the actress Joey King. I think she's honestly pretty terrible. <laughs> I do not like the movies that she's been in. I mean, The Conjuring's really good, but she's, of course, not the main character of that. I do not think she's very good in films such as like Independence Day Resurgence or Wish Upon or The Kissing Booth. I just think, or she was in Slenderman too, if I'm not mistaken, like, good lord, and she just has, doesn't have a great track record, and while I think Wish Upon is, like, a hilarious movie, because it's so bad it's good, she's not really spectacular in it, and she's not really spectacular here, she kind of has one note, and it's to look 
scared with like these really wide eyes and her face agape and she can't really do much beyond blubbering and crying and acting scared which is something we've seen her do since at least 2013 when The Conjuring came out. I didn't actually notice a little aside that when my girlfriend Olivia and I were watching The Dark Knight Rises she plays young Talia al Ghul something I had not realized obviously years ago before she was quote-unquote famous. However her acting is the probably the biggest detriment to the film because you're supposed to worry about her mental health, you're supposed to worry about this story that she's telling, and you're supposed to worry about her just in general, and she makes it very hard to. Aside from the fact that the story doesn't lend itself to believe anything other than what you're going to immediately know what the ending is at the beginning, she is supposed to sell you on, well, maybe that's not the case, and she doesn't do that very well, and that becomes unfortunate. You follow and care about the parents more than you care about this girl that she's protecting. And that's, again, due to the very good acting from Sarsgaard and Enos themselves. I didn't really like a lot of the film because it, it, it started strong. It started very strong. You're like, okay, this girl is presumed lost, missing, and or dead and these parents are going to protect their daughter at any means necessary, which I thought was very, very smart. Not on their part, not on a character part, because in theory you should just go to the police if anything like this happens, but I thought their ways of getting around this tragedy were very smart in that way, if that makes sense. However, the film just progresses to be like every other kind of movie where someone's like, I will protect this person at any cost, and you realize that you are falling into this trap, you are going to get found out, and when you do, I'm not going to feel that bad for you. And that is somewhat the case here. Not entirely. I mean, you have to sort of watch it to figure out what I'm talking about. However, the ending was the easiest ending to call, and I'm not that asshole who sits in a theater, or at least, you know, on my couch at this point, and be like, oh, I know the ending. I hate when people talk in a movie and be like, oh, I saw that coming, I saw that coming, cool. You're really fucking cool, dude. We're glad that you saw that coming. However, in my brain, I can kind of pinpoint, like, is it going to go this way? Is it going to go this way? I like to think about that sort of thing without loudly saying, oh, I knew that was happening, but that's beside the point. So I was like, is this movie going to go this way or is it going to go this way? Because if it went route A, that's the easiest route to go. That's the one that everyone could probably kind of see coming. If it went route B, which you'll figure out again if you watch it, then you go, wow, that was actually pretty interesting. Unfortunately, it went route A. I guess that is a little bit of a spoiler if you're going to go watch this movie. However, that's up for you to decide when you actually watch it. Maybe you will be surprised, and maybe I am just really hyper-focused on what's happening here. That being said, The Lie was not very good. You can watch it for free on Amazon Prime, as you can the next film I'm going to discuss. However, with all that said, I'm going to give The Lie a D. The second film in the Welcome to Blumhouse features is called Black Box, and it stars Felicia Rashad, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name, I already know it, but so so sorry if you're listening, I highly doubt it. But Mamadou Athi, I believe is how you pronounce the main gentleman's name in the film, and it's directed by Emmanuel Osei Kufour Jr. And Black Box is about a single father who undergoes an agonizing and experimental treatment that causes him to question his reality, and who he really is after losing his wife and his memory in a car crash. Now, much like The Lie, 
this is not a straight up horror movie. It experiments with ghostly figures and a lot of science fiction to kind of tell its story. And I was a little let down by that because from these Blumhouse productions, I was going to picture, I was trying to picture horror movies. And The Lie wasn't quite a horror movie, it was a psychological thriller. And this is a science fiction thriller that has horror elements to it. Now, I did think the psychological parts of this were very good. They were creepy. They weren't really scary because the, I want to say monsters, I guess is the right word for it, are very CGI heavy and they they look like they don't belong in the film because you can tell that they're planted in with special effects. I also thought that the twist, while handled well, or sorry, while a good twist was not handled well is what I meant to say, I'm sorry. I think that the people involved kind of were very heavy-handed with the message that they wanted to give. That being said, the acting in this film is top-notch. I believe that Athy, who plays the main character Nolan Wright, is very good. He's very, very easy to connect with and sympathize with, and he played that very well, as did Felicia Rashad. However, she is on the other spectrum. She's sort of the antagonist of this movie, and while what she is doing is unethical and it's evil and it's wrong, you have to sympathize with her as well because she's also mourning the loss of her son, which is a completely, not a completely, but a separate story that connects with this as well. There's really not a lot to say about Black Box that won't spoil the movie because it's very, very, very integral that you pay attention to pretty much every single aspect of it and every scene kind of leads into another in an important way. However, there are scenes that seemed like they were kind of thrown in A, to just try and scare its audience or B, to pad the runtime, which doesn't make sense because this was 100 minutes long. You could have cut about five to eight minutes of just some randomness of it and I think it would have been a more concise story. This was also very similar to an episode of Black Mirror. If this would have been, I don't know, 65 to 70 minutes and thrown into a season of Black Mirror, I would have totally bought that. That would have been something that I could have seen myself sitting down and watching as part of the Black Mirror. However, now it's part of Blumhouse and they obviously had to make it into a feature film. But if you like Black Mirror, you'll probably like this a lot too, though it does have some plot holes and plot elements that don't work very well. Not much more to say on Black Box other than the fact that you really do have to pay attention to it. And if you're not willing to pay attention to it, then you're not going to like it as much because you're going to miss a lot of important plot details. The CGI was a little bad, however the acting is fantastic. So with all that said, I give Black Box a B-. These Welcome to Blumhouse features, like I said, are on Amazon Prime. They are free. There's two more whose names are really escaping me at the moment. I believe one's called Nocturne. I cannot think of what the other one is called right now, and I don't have them pulled up because obviously I am not reviewing them. However, oh sorry, it's Evil Eye. I just figured that out off the top of my head. Anyway, check them out if you really want to. I think for some reason most people might like The Lie more than they'll like Black Box. However, they're both... I guess worth a watch. Even though I didn't like The Lie, I know people are going to want to watch it and be like, oh, I totally dug it. Black Box, definitely worth the watch. Nocturne and Evil Eye are on there. I might review them next week. However, I do have like two or three other things I want to take a look at. So we'll see if the Blumhouse features... I mean, they're they're 50%. They're batting 50, 500 right now. I liked one. I didn't like the other. So maybe if I watch Evil Eye and Nocturne, 
it'll either bump up to 75% or we'll just stay at the 50% or maybe I'll only like a fourth of them. Who really knows? But again, thank you for lis- for listening to Phenomenal Flicks, everyone. Phenomenal Frights, of course, as I'm calling it, in October. You can follow me on the socials. Look for Phenomenal Flicks on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And as always, guys, stay phenomenal. <laughs>